thank you for joining me on The Leadership Log, a podcast that explores and celebrates modern, authentic leadership. This is Victoria Roth. Every week, I'm talking to inspiring leaders from all walks of life about their story, their journey, how they created what they have, and what keeps them motivated for success. This week, I'm catching up with Richard Pring. Richard is a multi-award-winning film and video games director, producer, designer, and entrepreneur. He is the recipient of three BAFTA Cumbria Awards. He also has more than 50 personal awards for his business acumen to his name, including the Queen's Award 2020 for international trade. Alongside this, he has been recognized in 35 under 35 best businessmen in Wales, and garnering UK-wide recognition, becoming one of Develop's 30 under 30. Suffice to say, in gaming, Richard is kind of a big deal. In 2012, he co-founded Wales Interactive, a hugely successful video games and interactive movie publishing and production company. He has worked on over 30 titles for gaming platforms, including PlayStation, Nintendo, and Xbox, achieving millions of sales worldwide and counting. In today's conversation, we talk about the importance of focus and the drive to succeed, of paving your own way and creating a whole industry where there was nothing before. Together with his business partner, Richard literally built a video games industry in Wales and put Wales on the gaming map. How did that happen? But first of all, where did it all begin? always had a, a kind of passion for uh, computer games uh, ever since a kid you know like uh, so back in the you know the the PlayStation 1 days you know Sega days all that sort of jazz like you know I, I grew up and that's what I kind of enjoyed doing um, as as just a general thing and I, I always thought to myself right how can how can I actually get into that like I want to do this for a living you know and then back then especially with um, because there's less and less courses like you you know how to get into the games industry what was the game industry what 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 makes up a games company for instance you know is it programmers you know artists what what whichever way so um yeah so pretty much when i when i got to kind of out of, of high school and that and that into uni years i was thinking right what do i what do i realistically want to be what am i good at and um it's you know it turned out actually programming was my uh, my forte at the time so i i ended up doing a programming course um headed up to lovely sunny wales if you've ever been up here uh a bit of just up outside of Cardiff um, and uh, yeah did uh, did programming up there so programming for games um, again it was it was uh, you know something I really enjoyed so it, it kind of pushed me more and more towards what I was looking at and then uh, then I actually realized at the end of that programming course um, it wasn't just programming I was realistically interested in I, I was kind of like this weird hybrid that um, it, that now uh, many many years on I know exactly what it is it was a technical artist really technical or technical designer was my kind of was kind of where I sat but when kind of coming up that no one there's no course that teaches you to be that it's, it's like a hybrid of of between programming and art so I ended up actually doing a master's in uh, animation and combined the two together which meant I was uh, yeah technical artist so that that's kind of that's kind of where I came out of the uh, the education system as, as a kind of hybrid between knowing the technical side of things but also understanding art and the design side of things so I would like to say the perfect mix but um, you know I'm sure there was many <laughs> many pluses and minuses to that but um, yeah that's that's where I kind of sat. And you were always driven from the beginning that this is what you wanted to do. Because you said you sort of, it was an attraction for you and you thought, what is all of this about? How do I get into this? But was your mindset always like, this is definitely the field that I want to work in? Or did you have a plan B like, you know, accountant? 
Um, yeah, there was actually, so there was two main main roles I was interested in actually growing up. So um, computer games was one of them um, and architecture actually was the other one. So it was a, uh, and I, you know, the, knowing now like a little bit of both, they're, they're fairly, some similar paths to each of them. But um, yes, no, it was, it was, it was going to be one of the two. And But computer games, as I say, if there was a percentage wise, computer games was like 90% of what I wanted to do. And then I had that 10% niggle I, I wanted to create you know never know maybe one day I might end up uh, doing a bit with that but um uh, yeah it was it was always I, I I would say like I always kind of had a plan I mean it sounds sounds uh you know sounds better than it is probably because um you know there's many ups and downs along the way but um I always kind of had that idea that I wanted to try and get into the computer games industry so that that was always my ongoing thing and how I got into that was just what I kind of formed as I as I went up through my educational uh, career at least mm-hmm and what was that difference to you between just wanting to be a consumer of video games and just enjoying it, which I think a lot of people do, and actually having that drive to be in it and create? Um, I think it was just the the fact, like, inspired, realistically. So the, my my, um, my initial inspirations for games, when I, when I really realized uh, a computer game could be more than kind of just like a, a Pac-Man mechanics-based game, it could be more into a, a creative kind of a narrative thing. So um, so I, I think, you know, the first game that really inspired me to be like, right, uh, the computer games can be so much more than just, just mechanics-based things was um, Final Fantasy VII. Um, it was uh, back out in the, the late 90s. And it was, that was the first time where, you know, there was a really amazing narrative coming along with it. There was a, you know, the world expanded and it kind of expanded me at the same time. It expanded my mind. It was like, well, you know, you can recreate really, really rich worlds inside of these games. You can you can make them entertain. You can take people on a journey with you that in a way you can't necessarily always do in film and always do in different mediums where you're not controlling the the player. So, so um, yeah, I think I think it was just just that kind of evolution of like my mind going like, do you know what? I I think there's so many possibilities with computer games. Um, that's just where I want to be, and I want to try and explore some of those possibilities. Yeah, and you must have felt like you're good at it. You can definitely do it. <laughs> yes, no, definitely. I, I mean, uh, you know, I wouldn't say always playing computer games is derivative to uh, to making them well because uh, I know many are on the other side. Because it's, uh, it's sadly it's not all just fun and games making computer games. There's a lot of uh, a lot of stuff that goes on around it. But um, yeah, it, it just helped down the way. You know, as I say, even to this day, I still I still play less less sadly these days. You know, don't have as much time as I used to. Um, but you know, I still play. You know, I still enjoy the medium. It's not. I'm not sick of it. I'm not just because I do it for a job. I don't go home and think. I never want to see a computer game again. Um, yeah, I just, I just love it. It's, it's, been, it's been part of my passion for, for many, many years now. Yeah, that's the key, right? That's coming across so strongly. It's just passion. Like you're really passionate about this. This is what you wanted to do. What about your parents when they, when they saw you playing all the video games, etc., and you, like, <laughs> you wanted to go down that pathway? What was the reaction? Um, yeah, well, that's uh, that was all done in uh, clever framing, pretty much. So if I had, I, I'm sure if I had just said to, uh, as a, my mum, absolutely fine and dandy, but my dad, um, you know, if I had said to him, right, oh, I want to become playing, you know, make computer games for a living, he would not have understood in any way, shape or form. <laughs> but um, becoming a programmer is something that he, you know, they could, un like the older generation at the time anyway, could understand. Because as I say, back when I was getting into this, it was, it was a lot less, um, th there was a lot less knowledge about it in general, you know, and, and computer games were very much, and still to this day is, is a slight, is, a, is an issue we have in the computer games industry in general is, is some of the public opinion are there for kids or they can, you know, it's, it's, it's a child, you know, you make, oh, you're making games for kids, you, make, and, you know, as, as anyone who plays computer games knows, they span a, a vast generation, you know, from 
18 plus all the way down to kiddies games but um yeah, it was it was it was an interesting one. I mean, as soon as like you know, you understood kind of what the industry was and all that, it was a much easier, uh, much easier to go like you know, this makes sense. Um, you know, I would have done it anyway. I'm sure either way, you know, being a teenager and all that, you just gen- tend to uh, tend to do it. But yeah, it was the programming aspect and just framing it in in that way. They they were they were very very um supportive actually. To be fair to them, uh, even though they are they are parents of a certain age, shall we say? <laughs> but they must be very yeah, proud now. <laughs> yeah oh yes definitely definitely now i still doesn't don't understand half of what i do so which i, I kind of like which is, is a good thing just like oh you've won you've won that for what uh, like oh you know is this so yeah just now i'm doing well so yeah it's very nice <laughs> <laughs> fantastic so when you got that education and you went to university graduated so you did i think a bachelor's and a master's in animation mm-hmm. how did you think about what you wanted to do next um so that was that was the interesting thing actually so when when i came out of programming my programming course i knew for a fact um programming was not my kind of driver i would say it wasn't my like uh, you know i could see some guys on the course and they you know really loved it and you know loved that sort of thing whereas i i kind of enjoyed it but i wouldn't say i was like i loved it you know i i couldn't see myself necessarily in an, in a room programming 24 7 for the next 30 40 years you know that that wasn't kind of where i sat so so what the masters actually allowed for me and and uh, i'll give applauses to um gerald was of course leader at the time gerald emmanuel and what what the course was said about was there was only actually four of us on the course at the time and what it actually allowed us to do was um was create more of a, a kind of it was more of like a networking year for me as well like finding out going out talking to people in the industry and uh, especially around wales because because I, I had two kind of things i was i was thinking of the time one i wanted to get into the computer games industry two i actually quite like living in wales so so that was the kind of like and sadly um and the two do not mix the the, the the computer games industry in the UK is based in um, Guildford, kind of Manchester. Like it, it's not definitely not in Wales. Uh, we're not in, there isn't a hub here for like loads of you know you can't jump around loads of companies. So it it was kind of like a networking thing. Find out what was in Wales, which has a very rich history of actually TV, film, um, animation. Um, like Super Ted was created here, and many many other things. Um, and uh, and kind of figure out right where where can I slot in with all this? Where can I kind of begin? begin my career with my skills and try and get myself closer to that that game's goal in trying to create an in and and back then was just like right so there isn't realistically an industry in wales right so i'm going to need to somehow create one here so that was kind of my first thing where i was like which was daunting as hell at the time i was like christ right how am i going to uh how am i going to manage to do this but um yes yeah, so that that was pretty much my starting point i was like right this is why i am go around wales find out what's going on and then see how it goes <laughs> you make it sound very casual I just, I'm just going to walk around Wales, see what's going on, and create the video games industry. <laughs> yeah, I, I know it sounds uh, it sounds a bit weird at the time, but it was that was that was pretty much it. I mean, um, as I say, I did um, you know after that I did a bit of work with uh, Callum, which is a TV studio. Um, TV that they were actually the ones which did made super ted many many years ago. So for anyone uh, anyone listening who knows the old old cartoons, um, but. Um, it was it was an interesting thing because because as i say it was just finding out what the strengths of the areas i live in as well uh, was a big one so again like finding these studios seeing what they seeing what they can do at the moment and and digital um it was called uh, what was it back there it was multimedia was the was the buzzword back then um it was it was that that was the whole thing you know everyone was wanted a multimedia offering so it was like it wasn't necessarily games but it was, you know uh, you could you could go on the website and that side of things so it, it was finding out kind of where um where to sit in all 
all this. Um, so yeah, that was that was pretty much my uh, my role at the time. Um, but then, luckily enough, I um, I there was a, actually a, a university um, kind of uh, based uh, kind of job which came up, which was it was um, which was games uh, games lab actually, which was kind of like finding um, which actually part of the remit was find out what the games industry is about in Wales. Uh, that was actually the remit of the thing. So that was part of the parcel of it. So I was like, well, this job seems absolutely perfect because I want to find, I also want to find out more about the games industry. Like I'm, I've been doing it anyway and trying to figure out how, how to get companies set up, how to get funding in. And so that, that kind of worked part and parcel. And luckily enough in that job, I also met the co-founder of Wales Interactive, which is uh, David Banner. Um, and yeah, together we, yeah, there's just, it all happened from there. So, so yes, yeah, so the trajectory was quite nice, but uh, yeah, quite. Um, I, I would say a bit of luck along the way as well, but um, always knew where I was kind of wanted to aim, aim. So I would have found a way, no matter which way around I went. Wow, well, that's great, isn't it? Like that's exactly the perfect combination. You have to have the focus, and then everything seems to align. You know, mm -hmm. like you know where you want to go, and then somehow things just fall into place. And that's that's often I think what happens when you do have that mindset, right, of success. And things yes, that can seem like an accident are actually not really. No, hundred percent. I mean, it was just it was just keeping in that positive mindset, and keeping looking out for looking out for opportunities, and never just accepting like, oh, you know, if you, you know, as I say, especially when starting out a career anywhere, um, but games especially, um, you know, it's it's very there's a lot of no's. You know, you, you'll knock on a lot of doors and there'll be no, or you know, there'll be that classic thing where it's like, yeah, we're not going to hire you because you don't have enough, you know, you don't have enough experience. But then you're like, but how can I get experience to have the not, you know? So it's like that chicken and the egg thing, and and, the, and if you get yourself into that negative mindset of like oh we're never i'm never going to get anywhere because no one's ever going to give me a chance or or ever or worse like you know not understanding where you you might fit you know if you're not the best artist in the world maybe you know a character artist might not be the job you need maybe it's just something slightly different but your passion is somewhere else so i think it was a lot of it was understanding myself around the time as well and not just because if i had stuck to just like oh i'm just going to be a programmer that's all i want to be i would i would have probably ended up being a very average programmer you know very middle of the line programmer just just kind of doing the doing my job getting on with it and um and it just wasn't what i wanted to be mm -hmm. i think that resonates with people in every industry right i think if you if you just put yourself in a box and you say this is what i have to do even though you know this is not where you excel you are just going to be mm -hmm. an average person in that box mm -hmm. if you just a little bit braver and say well what i'm actually good at maybe i can create something around that likelihood is you're going to do a lot better yeah yeah 100% uh, I, I think having at least a loose goal of where you want to be is just is just key you know because you can you can kind of join up the dots along the way then and and a lot of this is winging it you know uh, you know I don't think anyone uh, you know kind of coming out of uni at 20 21 22 whatever it was you know could uh, could be like right in the next 10 years I want to be sitting on you know I want to be in New Zealand doing something or another you know it, it, it's impossible you can't you can you can kind of have a goal but the steps along the way you never know you know Absolutely. Yeah. And I think we often really focus on just that end goal. And I think, mm -hmm. I think, oh, when I, when I get there, things will be all right. You know, when I'm in New Zealand, everything's great. <laughs> then I'm there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it's actually all about that process in between. Mm -hmm. So when you met David Banner, your, your co-founder of Wales Interactive, mm -hmm. did you immediately have this, this kind of click or how was your relationship forming? Uh yeah, that, that was a that was an interesting one actually. So um, 
so I met uh, so Dai um, in some words. So David David Dai is uh, Dai is what uh, we, everyone knows him as. Um, Welsh version Welsh version of David, pretty much. Um, so I met uh, so I met Dai back um, so in the games lab time, and and it just it kind of worked. Uh, I mean, uh, so Dai's a bit older um, a bit older than I am actually. So he's he's been around the block a, a bit longer than I have actually. Um, and he's actually he comes from an artist background so he's an artist by trade so and then i was a programmer by trade and then technically between us we could create computer games so we're like oh hang on a minute well so we could both create computer games here and then you know uh, and the idea was and he had the same idea you know he wanted to we both had the same vision for wales actually he wanted to stay you know he's been in wales all of his life as i always say because i'm actually english i I'm, I'm an import i came up from devon um for uni but not not too far away not too far away to be honest with you but still uh, still far enough um and um you know Di always wanted to he, he was the same as me he wanted to create an industry in wales and wanted to stick around in wales so we both had the same goal and we both had very complementary skills between us so so just just in terms of creating computer games so he was the art side i was the programming side and and then found out together kind of how to create the business uh, so so then that was that was that was kind of evolved from there it was like right okay so we can make games so we we did a few test games got them out on ios and all that sort of thing so it was, it was back in the times where you could make a lot of money on ios as well that was the i don't even remember the angry birds and all that you know you had stories about you know someone's released an app that took them two minutes to make and it's made a million pounds or something so it's just at the very tail end of that sadly none of those ever ever took off <laughs> at the time it would have been a much easier essentially uh, otherwise but um yeah no i think i think we just clicked you know even even with the age of us and that yeah we just got on got on as, as a personal level and we got on as a professional professional level and um yeah i'm, I'm very glad um you know very glad we met and uh, luckily enough 10 years later now coming on um yeah still still not quite sick of each other at the moment um as i said <laughs> as i say uh you know as we joke sometimes you know uh, we actually i think there was a point definitely a couple of years back where we were I was spending more time away with him than I was with my um with my fiance. So it was, uh, <laughs> you know, you have to have a you have to have a very good relationship when you you know create a company with someone. You have to have a very good relationship because um you know it it is it is very um, very intense at times. You know, you know I've actually heard it said quite a number of times now that a lot of people when they go into business they really think about the kind of people they want to work with and they find it so important to build that company and have it with somebody um, who they just enjoy the company of, right? It's a bit like having a child, you know, it's like, who do I want to yeah. co-parent with? You know, I yeah. need that person to have my back. Oh, 100%. And I, and I mean, you know, because um, one of one of the things, especially with Games Lab in the early day, and even even up through Wales Interactive as well, we've always encouraged companies to give it a go, you know, like, so we've been um, part of my part of my thing has been mentoring, like people who come in, you know, as I say, we, 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 we operate an open door policy. So literally come in, if anyone wants to set up games companies in Wales, I think they come in, see what we're doing. And I can advise them on, you know, okay, uh, you talk to this person to look at funding, you talk to this person to look for logistics, you know, the, so I'm always happy to give advice for people. But um, what I found, you know, time and time again is, you know, people sometimes create companies of, uh, you know, if you're not all on the same page, you're not all moving in the same direction it's very difficult to actually keep that consistency. And I've seen so many companies go under, not because the skills weren't necessarily right. You know, all of them individually could have, could are very talented people, but together it just wasn't gelling properly. And, and that's, and it just ended up sabotaging their, um, their visions. Yeah, absolutely. It's the dynamic that you create. Mm -hmm. So you've, you've met Dai, things mm -hmm. are going well, you have the same vision. How do you make the decision to set up your own company? 
Um, it was it was a tricky one actually. So uh, I, well, I say tricky, easy, easy and difficult all at the same time. So um, it was it was one of these things where it was like at the so Games Lab was was uh, so Games Lab was kind of done well and all that. So it didn't it, it ticked the kind of KTP box. We had been around Wales and and done all that sort of jazz. And it, and it was just like right. Well, I had a choice then. It was either realistically, it was either right move out of Wales. If I wanted to go directly into computer games, it was either move out of Wales and and or 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 decide on a go down a different path, you know, programming or you know whatever project management somewhere else, or you know take that risk and create that company. And I, I think it just made a lot of sense to take that risk for me because it was something we always wanted to do. And and you know, as I say, um, I actually ended up, uh, you know, the, we always joke about this at the start. I ended up, I actually bought a house right at the start. So so just as I was getting leaving leaving my other job, going into a job where I was getting paid for nothing, I actually just bought a house straight before that. And um, and I was like, Christ, right? And the people said, you crazy? You're leaving a job, you know, where you're getting paid, and you're going into something you're not getting paid with. And uh, and and I was just like, well. <laughs> To be honest, you know, as I say, it was just something we I wanted to do, and I had to, you know, we had to do, you know, it was something we really, realistically, um, you know, it just seemed like the right thing. And I, it's a weird thing, but I could say like it seemed like the right thing to do, and it seemed like the right risks to take, and the right, you know, even if it went to hell, I, I would have always known that we gave it a go and gave it a, a, the best try we could have, and um, I'm very glad to say it worked out. But if it didn't work out, I still think I would have, I would have, I would have very begrudged myself for never taking that risk at the time. Yeah, it's interesting this phrase. It was the right risk to take. So, what is your general approach to risk taking? Um, <laughs> I'm, we're a, li a little bit uh, fly by the numbers sometimes. Um, so again, it's it's. Uh, we we don't mind you know I don't mind taking risk to be honest with you it's it's I think it's it's part and parcel of being an entrepreneur is 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 um, calculated risk for whatever we do so so as I say especially when you know when it's just me and that sort of things I'll probably take more risk like these days with the team you, you know as long as we've got the team like these days as long as we've got the team set up and they're fine and you know I've got enough money paying them and I don't want you know don't want to mess them up it's we're always you know my 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 mindset has always been take a bit of a risk, go a bit of a different way, you know, try and especially in the technology and the games industry, because it moves so damn fast. If, um, you know, if I, if I stuck to the, the idea I had back 10 years ago about what we we're going to make and how we we're going to make money, which was, which was at the time was a bit of iOS stuff actually and all that, you know, mobile. Um, I can tell you now, I wouldn't be talking, you, you know, you wouldn't be talking to me about leadership today at Wales Interactive because we wouldn't, we wouldn't have a company, you know, it's a, so you, ha so my mind has always been to take, um, take calculated risk, but also then sometimes just go, go on your gut, you know, as I say, the, the way I've always thought about it, and, and the more years I've been doing this, you know, made a lot of good decisions. So, um, as I say, as a director, like my, my mantra has always been actually, you know, make more decisions than bad decisions. Uh, I've always known I'm going to make some bad choices. You know, that's 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 just life. You know, you can't, you know, day to day we all make good and we all make bad. But as I say, running successful business, I've always I've always thought, you know, if you make more good decisions than bad decisions, usually you do all right. You know, and and it's also how you deal with the bad and deal with the good. Is um, yeah, so. So, yeah, I, I would say risky, but, uh, you know, calculated risky would mm. be my... But I think that's a very important point that you're always going to make bad decisions. That's always going to happen, you know, but it's about that balance. So if, as long as you make better or more good decisions than you do bad ones, you will ultimately be on the right trajectory, right? Mm -hmm. um, when it came to employing your first employee when when did you come to to do that and what was your th thought process 
Um, so we did it in an interesting way. Um, because of our links with the university, um, we actually had a cohort of kind of students coming out which were graduating, you know, because uh, uh, games, uh, when Games Lamb ended, it was just around uh, the summer holidays pretty much. So when we started Wales Interactive, it was just at a perfect time for students to be, you know, they're finishing off their third years and, and they're, they're looking for kind of like, you know, that, that early experience in the games company. So when we first started, actually, what we did was we got a load of, um, you know, a load of people in which we, we knew from throughout the uni and that sort of thing said so look you know we're trying to make this this company you know we don't have you know very honest with everyone we don't have a pot to piss in at this point in time sort of thing but um, <laughs> when you come in see see what we're doing down the way and you know we'll uh, and then we're we're going to try and get some we're going to try and get some money in now you know we're going to try and find find a way to get this started you know get this all kick-started and get this funding and all that and and yeah so we were just very open you know people of all levels as well I would say um you know it, it wasn't sort of thing I was trying to get always even from the very start it wasn't always trying to get the best person it wasn't always trying to get the person with the top grades or the top um, thing it's the people who worked together and and could have you know could have gel you know gelled in well with the team you know and who I you know we liked uh, you know we like person personally wise as well you know not you have to like everyone you work with but it helps you know um, but you know who, who it was it was more of a like a cultural fit we were kind of looking for and someone and people could evolve with us and um, yeah I'm actually very glad to say um, from from that start you know from some of those start cohort you know cohort just came in with us and all that actually uh good a good chunk of i think five of them are still with us to this day so or, oh. or four, uh, yeah five of them are still with us to this day so it's it's actually been very you know uh, eight nine years later um must have done something right back then so it's just quite nice and then other ones have gone on to work at different places and all that but um yeah it was it was quite it was i think it was probably a slightly different way than most people do it but um yeah it works very well for us it seems to me like you were building and creating as you were going along because mm -hmm. you were forging a new path right there was no blueprint for what you were going to do you mm -hmm. literally wanted to create a video games and animation industry in wales that just didn't mm -hmm. exist mm -hmm. so that's what that looks like right um <laughs> just just yeah. honesty and, and giving things a go yeah no exactly and it's just like we kind of had this blank slate where it's like right how do you how do we do this now um because as they could before you know we had done that we you know they were doing a lot of research around this and a lot of having a lot of conversations around this like right so what what's available funding wise you know what's available this size how and how do you make money out of game? you know and this is simple logistic problems with games in general like how do you sell a game you know like yeah. how like not not just how do you create like you know how do you get how do you get a game onto playstation you know, how do you get a game onto, um, you know, Xbox or whatever, you know, whatever. So, so at the start, it was the interesting one of just trying to find it right. Who do we need to talk to? Where do we need to go? And how do we get there? And yeah, that was, that was actually, you know, and it was very, um, you know, these days it seems so mundane to us, you know, like, you know, releasing games on PlayStation or not, you know, it's always exciting, but getting them on there is, is we've done it so much and so many times now. It's not as, but I remember the first time, you know, I, we went up to London, it was to get the place and we had a meeting with PlayStation. Um, and it, we managed to get this meeting for a few things we'd been doing. And we, we'd managed to get a meeting in PlayStation's head office over just off of, um, just in Soho, um, off of Oxford Street. And uh, it was like, oh, God, this is, and it, we, I remember going there, bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, thinking, my God, this is Sony. This is like the, you know, the massive, you know. And we just like showed them kind of what we were looking at working on, you know, bearing in mind at the time, it was it was very, you know, very limited stuff. It was nowhere near as, as, as advanced as we are now. And, and just man, you know, told them what we were trying to do and what our story was. And luck, you know, and they managed, you know, for better or for worse, they they thought, right, these guys know 
somewhat what they're doing. We managed to convince them that. Gave us some PS Dev kits, and uh, yeah, away we go. Um, 24 games later on PlayStation. Wow. So, <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah, so, uh, but, you know, that's been that, but that's been a really big part of starting, you know, when evolving the company was actually getting out there and traveling and meeting people face to face. And, and, you know, I think, I think that's something that kind of some people get, uh, forget about, especially when they're starting companies is the face to face stuff, you know, the going out for the, you know, going out, especially not just for meetings, you know, for social events, you know, drinks or, you know, whatever with people, meals and that sort of things is, is all key to building those relationships. And and, because if people don't like you, and people don't want to work with you, it's, you know, they're not going to want to work with you unless you've got a load of money, which no one has when they start off. It's, uh, you know, you have to, the relationships are key. And, and I'm very glad to say like that's that's one thing we've kept going throughout all of um, all of Wales Interactive and everything like that. I've always been very fair with people. And no matter what what size or shape you are, um, I'm, we're always I'm always willing to talk and just uh, just to have a conversation realistically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you evolve with people working for pe- your clients and also people that work for you as well just evolving those relationships and building building those relationships for the future yes definitely and and i mean understanding um you know as i say with with the guys like there's there's a big there's a big problem with the games industry um just in terms i say problem it's just the way it works um redundancies tend to be rife right so, so the way way the game industry works in general is uh you know big projects come in that game may sell loads and loads of money and then the next one comes in and if that doesn't sell as much usually people get made redundant or the team goes it's not like um you know it's not like a, a job you know like maybe in a bank or something where you know you kind of got a bad job for life most people working in the game industry know they're on a half life you know there's a there's a chance you know that next that next if that next title doesn't make the money and they've expanded the team that team's going to get contracted or that company goes under it's 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 kind of like the cycle of the game industry and and one of the things that you know really wanted to create with uh, wells interactive was create that stable environment where you know if we had a bad game launch or we had a bad year or we had bad couple of years even the company's not going to go under everyone's not going to be made redundant and lose their jobs and and um that sort of thing so creating that sustainable work environment was also kind of key and and also the um the way we run it um so the there's something called crunch as well in the games which is quite a thing where um you know you end when a game's about to be launched for a couple of months kind of leading up to that people end up doing you know 60 70 hour weeks because you know everything needs to be done so what we've always said with us though is like right no we're, we're nine to five that's that's the way we work uh, you know the guy you know uh, everyone comes in everyone goes out and and i very much believe that people's free time is just as key as people's working time because you know if they're working 70 hours a week um you know that it may be 70 hours of work but realistically it's probably only about 20 because they're just burnt out so yeah creating that culture was was key to to success um for us definitely it's like why don't we just admit it right why don't we just admit just just when that person's in the office for 70 hours like there's only so much they can be doing like they're <laughs> right yeah exactly you know and and um you know and, and expecting that constantly i mean as i say the game industry you know it, it does have that case you know especially you know some of the bigger places but it's, it's just that kind of rinse and repeat thing and people come in, but uh, what we've, you know, what I've always believed in is sustainability, you know, um, like I mentioned before, like uh, some of the guys working, working uh, with us in Wales Interactive, you know, been there for eight, nine years now, you know, from the very start, you know, they've seen us evolve all the way up through it. And, and I'm quite proud to say, you know, that's been a stable job and, and eight, nine years in a games company is almost unheard of in some places, you know, so it's, it's I'm very just, I know it's a weird thing to be proud of from coming from other industries, but in the games industry, I'm just, it's sustainability for a company like that is is something is that yeah i'm really really proud of for us 
I think you've really had a vision for what kind of culture you want to create. And as part of that, you know, you've really transformed the way things are done. No crunch in leading up to the game, sustainable jobs, sustainability, longevity of your employees. So when you look to the future, what are you most excited about? Um, so for us, I, I, I mean, there's something we've we kind of fell into um, a couple about four years ago, uh, five years ago. We um, we kind of identified there's a there's a bit of a renaissance happening. So um, between TV and film and games, right? So there was a um, there's something uh, there's a genre called interactive movies or FMV games, um, which are uh, you know for anyone who's watching like Bandersnatch and that is choose your own adventure. So you choose your own way through the movie. So when you're watching it, there's points that pop up, and you know like of a horror movie where you're like oh, no don't go don't go right there's, there's, the killer is definitely there don't split up you can actually choose you can go like right now no you're not going to go right you're going to go left and you're going to wait over there and uh you know and, and see what happens that way so so we, we kind of again identify especially um again wales there's a very um there's a very strong tv and uh, film industry with um you know his dark materials coming out of wales doctor who and that kind of thing so so we know that there's actually quite a few companies we could collaborate with to expand what we can do to make these interactive movies. Um, and that's something that we've been, you know, I've been really, really excited to be developing. And, you know, I, and we didn't know by no means did we create the, um, create the, uh, the genre. I mean, it's been around since the nineties was night trap and all that. And people have tried over the years to kind of revive it, but it's been something we've kind of pressured on with. And, and I've been really enjoying doing is finding out how a new industry works, how finding out how the TV and film industry works, combining that with the, the new, the, the faster moving games, and then just, just creating these really cool stories from writers who, who are very talented in the TV films uh, and TV and film industry, but giving them a new chance to kind of create different, um, different, you know, multi-thread narratives and that. It's just been amazing. I mean, and we've had some really cool stuff come out recently, like the complex and that sort of thing. So yeah, it's, it's just been, it's just been the evolution of stuff. Um, we, we never stop. And that's, that's one thing I've, I've never been bored. I've never woke up in the morning and thought, oh, I can't, really can't be asked going into work. We're just doing the same thing again today. It's always, it's always moving. It's always evolving. So that, that, that would, that's what I would say really. What's your personal challenge when you go into the future? Like, what is the one thing that you think I'd love to have that as my legacy? Um, so it's an interesting one uh, that is. So initially, as I say, we, we you know we're luckily enough to be multi BAFTA award winning now, and and even like you mentioned, we've won won lots of stuff over the years. It's been very very you know very very fortunate um, in that respect, you know. Um, but I think I think for me, it's just it's just seeing a, a culture evolve, especially in Wales, especially you know and around and just UK in general around a sustainable. What I'd like to see is to create a sustainable ecosystem of of, of computer games and and that's the thing and kind of bring them into the forefront and bring them you know create more jobs and create just more of a legacy of like like there's there's enough work in that for everyone and and we're doing innovative interesting things that are world beating in areas where you know we don't have to go like i think one of the key things is you know i don't you know a lot of people think with computer games especially that oh you've got to go to la you've got to go to la with the big companies or film you know go to where you know that sort of things and and just kind of like especially with this covid situation now and i think everyone a lot of people are finding working from home works it's just like you don't have to go to these crazy expensive places and these crazy what that sort of things to make cool stuff you know you can you can work out of um you know you can work out of wales you know where you know it rains a lot of the time but it also 
also is very nice in other ways as well. So that that's kind of like my my passion. I mean, if, if we can keep going and keep proving ourselves, keep proving this mantra, I mean, hopefully many more companies will follow along the way and we'll create, and as I say, we've created more and more jobs and more and more sustainability and yeah, just going on. And um, yeah, we we'll, wouldn't mind probably an Oscar nomination at some point. That'd be quite fun, I think, <laughs> to, to do that one for for an interactive movie. I think that'd be quite a cool one to do. But um, but yeah, it's just, it just, but my main thing is just keep on moving on, keep keep making, keep keep life interesting really mm-hmm. you just have that drive to to move forward all the time and stay curious i guess mm-hmm. and you have yeah, to. Yeah. you're in the right industry for it right because it moves so fast oh definitely yeah it's it, as i say if you sit around in the games industry in a couple of years you'll be outdated and uh that sort of thing so yeah it's it's really cool i mean it's hard but it's i wouldn't change it you know um it's but it, it's uh definitely Definitely a key is though to have breaks occasionally, you know, get your mind calm, let everything go for a bit, you know, turn your phone off, just, uh, just take it easy for a couple a week or so, you know, on holiday and just switch off for a while and come back again. It's, that's the only, that's the only thing, you know, with the games industry, I think, I think, you know, in many, many other industries, it's just the speed it moves, you know, you've got to be on it at all times and got to know where everything's going. So it's, it's hard to just sit back and kind of relax. I would say you're always at a little bit of a, a uh, little bit aware, you know, like a, like a rabbit, you're as, a little, a little bit up not not fully in the headlights but a little bit of wait you know keeping an eye out for that next opportunity or or next threat for that matter mm-hmm. we're coming to the end of the conversation a question that i'd like to ask you is how would you like people to talk about you as a leader oh that's an interesting one um well i i would like you know i'd like to think uh you know i'm pretty fair um with people i would like to think you know in general, I think um, what I've always tried to strive with is to understand people. Is, is my it's been always one of my key things as a as a leader, as as a leader of the team and leader, you know, around the, like to understand people and understand kind of what everyone's needs and and um, to get the best out of them. Realistically, I I would hope I would hope uh, you know that that's what I kind of come across as a because everyone needs a different you know we're all different people you know we've all got different personalities we've all got different histories we all we all come home at night to a different experience and you know for some people work might be getting away from a, a troubled times outside of this. So I want to, uh, or, you know, um, or, you know, and I want to try and create work as that, and like, I've always, always thought, you know, I never want anyone to go to work and think, oh God, I really can't be asked going, you know, that's, it's a terrible, you know, a terrible place. Like I don't, I, you know, I, I'm, I, you know, I want to get home. I'm living for the weekend that I've always wanted to create an environment because we spend so much time in work. And I've worked in jobs where I'm, you know, counting ceiling tiles or stuff like, you know, like, you know, that sort of, you know, where your mind is literally done. And um, that's, so that's what I've always tried to do is create, create environments where I kind of understand people, understand what they need and create an environment where they want to come to work and enjoy their time in work and go home thinking, yeah, that was cool. I, I want to come there tomorrow. I'm going to be interested in doing that, but I'll switch off now and I can do something else. Mm-hmm. That balance. Mm-hmm. Exactly. What advice would you give somebody who wants to get into your industry? Um, I would say keep an open mind. Um, that's that's the main thing. Is is don't um, don't get yourself shoehorned into one thing. You know, uh, especially at a younger age where where you know, and universities, um, you know, they'll train you in skills and different things. You know, character art or, or you know, programming this sort of thing, programming that sort of things. But don't don't ever shoebox yourself into it. And think, all right, I want a job as a programmer. Or I want a job as that. Have a look around the the thing, and you never know because no one ever trains anyone to be a producer. There's very few courses that say, oh, here's 
a producer's course or here's a you know that side of things and sometimes you'll find your skills might lend themselves better to different ways you know you might be more analytical so you might be better off in a in a in that side of things alongside art so so yeah don't box yourself in um keep an open mind keep a keep an open mind of what you want to try and and don't uh, and also as i say this is key for students more than anything is don't um don't be um you know don't be too uh too too uh what's the best word for this without swearing um don't, don't be too don't be too like uh you know too cocksure of yourself pretty much don't like you know be ready to learn be ready to be ready to be ready to listen you know and and don't get stuck in one lane because i've seen so many people do this that they you know i only want to be this this is where i want to be and there's 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 a great thing about you know have confidence in yourself definitely but also understand you might have to wiggle around a bit to get where you want to go Mm -hmm. yeah absolutely you have to be flexible sometimes to get where you need to go mm -hmm. so where can people find out more information about you wales interactive and your games uh, yeah, so we've got the website, well, www.walesinteractive.com. Um, you can find literally links to the game, every single game we've done on there. Um, if you want to buy them on any platform, they link to the platforms, X for Steam and all that sort of jazz. Um, and yeah, that, that's probably the best place to kind of find out um, exactly where we are. We've got Twitter for linked from there, Facebook and all that sort of jazz. Uh, and yeah, just head off to the website. If you want to read any more, that's, that's definitely the place to go. What's your favorite game? What's the one that you, you want people to check out? Um, I'll always say this, uh, my favourite game is always the last one we worked on, so uh, <laughs> so it's made a scare at the moment, so we've just literally, uh, just uh, last week, released a, so it's a horror, a British horror game set in a, uh, set in a crumbling mansion, um, based around the, the quiet ones who are trying to, uh, trying to kill you, and you have to find out a mystery of your, your lost love, and that sort of thing, so that, that's the, that's the last one that's come out recently, so I always say definitely check that one out, it's, um, it's our biggest one in team, so um, yeah, it's very, very cool. Uh, it's done very very well so very happy with that one fantastic well look thank you so much for giving your time and giving your advice and your story today really appreciate it so much valuable stuff in there um so just thank you for being on the show well i don't know what your takeaway from that conversation was but for me it was so inspiring to hear about the power of not staying in one lane the power of keeping an open mind, the power of really understanding and then constantly reviewing what your top skills are, what you have to offer. After all, that can make all the difference between a life and a career that is safe, but mediocre, or a life and career that are truly exceptional. If you've enjoyed this episode and this conversation has been of value to you, please review the show and hit subscribe. I'll talk to you next time.